This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves Hey, hey, everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you on Sunday, June 18th, 2023. And my guests today are Chad Opitz, Samantha Ruddy, and Gianmarco Ceresi. Hello. Happy Hello. Juneteenth, everybody. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> or I shouldn't say Juneteenth Eve. Um yes. Let's meet everybody individually and alphabetically by first name. He just appeared on our sister show, Wide World of Dugs, and he's here today. It's Chad Opitz. Hello, Chad. Hello, Doug. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. What are you doing? You uh, taking a break from putting up all those Juneteenth uh, uh, decorations? I'm absolutely exhausted from that. That's what I've been doing all morning. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. Uh, well, you guessed it. I, you know, you got to, uh, you got to celebrate as much as you mm-hmm. can. Um, and now it's uh, officially, it's like a day off for everybody. I think so. Uh, now, uh, officially. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's a nice treat, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going right, to be busy Dad. putting on more decorations. It's not a day off for me. <laughs> it just creates more work. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm just putting on more decorations all day. That's, oh that's what I'm doing. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also joining us today, he's got a podcast, a very positive, life-affirming podcast called The Downside. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gianmarco Stracy. Hey, Gianmarco. How are you? Hello. I'm uh, good. That's good. Nice to hear. Uh, you're uh, we got uh, coast to coast uh, entertainment going on here today because uh, you're on the uh, East Coast, yes? Yes, I'm. I'm on the East Coast, so almost almost time to go to bed. <laughs> this is a you could just treat this like a, a bedtime story that just uh, gets sleepier and sleepier as I continue, and. I'll tell you what, Doug. I had a, I had, I had a, a, a very small weed mint, like two point five milligrams, like two hours ago. And for a second, I was like, "Oh no, I'm going to be hot podcast." And then I was like, "No, that's okay. That is absolutely okay." <laughs> yeah. So I'm no, not, is- I'm not really high, but it was two point five. That was it. That's what I was nervous about being too unprofessional. <laughs> right. I don't even. I, I, for me, two point five. That's like that's might as well say zero on there. Yeah, um, wouldn't really. It's what do I take much. before spin class, I like a little. <laughs> I like a little to get into the music. You like to have an edge, but the tiniest edge possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, I don't know if it's going to help you today or not because our third guest is what I call a dangling champ. That's somebody Whoa. who uh, won a few <laughs> weeks ago on the show and is back to defend the title. It's Samantha Ruddy. Hello, Samantha. Woo. It's true. Hello. I did not come going? here to make friends. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> it's it's going all right. Having a nice Sunday. Um, and you're, but you are meeting uh, Chad Opitz for the first time. I understand. I am. Yeah, I'm meeting Chad for the first time. Hello, Chad. Hello, nice Samantha. Um, nice what kind you. of? Uh, did uh, Chad? Since you're meeting both of the other guests for the first time right now. Did you? What are your preconceived uh, <laughs> notions of either of them? They both said well, off 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 the air. They both said they heard you were nice. Yeah, and it's, it sounds like John Marco's a damn drug addict over there. Uh, uh-huh. Two point five, you monster. <laughs> I did. I should have warned you that I was bringing a narc into the situation. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the chat is not. Chad's not the. This is a bust. This is a damn of... sting. Mm-hmm. I've been casing you for a while, Doug. Well, I appreciate all three of you being here. On uh, you know, uh, it's not only Father's Day, of course. It's also Father's Day, I should say. Um, I could have done a theme today for Recommendation Nation. That's where I ask all of my guests to uh, recommend a movie before we get into the games. And, uh, uh, you know, if I would normally maybe do something like, you know, name a movie about fathers and, so- fathers and daughters, fathers and sons. 
you know, just because it's Father's Day. But you know, it comes. This comes out late tonight, so by the time people are listening to this, Father's Day is over. So they don't really need a, a father movie. We can wait until next year on that one. But um, it is Juneteenth, so uh, please recommend a movie that one would would call, for lack of a better expression, black cinema. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Whatever that means to you. Mm. Um, Chad, you get to go first. Hmm. I'm going to go with the 1974 classic Black Belt Jones. See, I knew that uh, this would be right up your alley and you'd pick something that perhaps some of us have never heard about. You ever tell, seen that one, Doug? Tell me more about Black Belt Jones. That is a bad, it's got stars a karate champion, Jim Kelly. Uh, he was in Enter the Dragon the year before, and then he got his own, I think it's from the same director of Enter the Dragon, Robert Klaus, directed a movie just for him, came out a year later, uh, called Black Belt Jones, and it's very entertaining. Uh, you get to see him fighting and kicking in uh, some bell-bottom pants with a big, <laughs> delightful afro. The, the ending fight scene is in a car wash, so everyone's like covered in soap. <laughs> Pretty amazing ending scene. And there's a part where he turns the lights out and the bad guy bad guy goes, who's there? And he goes, Batman, motherfucker. Oh, and then, no. And then beats up everybody. It's a phenomenal film. That sounds great. Very that fun. sounds now, you know, the last time uh, you and I were talking movies was over at uh, Wide World of Dugs the other day. Yeah. And just like you did today, you, you brought up a movie that I had not seen uh, called Highway to Hell. Yeah, the Chad Lowe classic. <laughs> the Chad Lowe classic. And I watched it and, um, oh boy, what a uh, weird ass movie that was. Yeah. Oh man. Aren't the yeah. makeup effects incredible in that though? Um, really cool creatures and stuff. It had creatures and stuff. I don't know if uh, Incredibles the right. You know, <laughs> it was, it, 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 they shot it in 1979. And it's just got such a uh, 70s. I mean, excuse me, 89. Yes, uh, it's got such an 80s stank on it. But it came out in 1991. It came out two years yeah. after they shot it. Didn't it so, go like, straight to HBO or something like that? Something must have happened there because I never saw it and watching it now, it just feels so 80s, even though, it, you know, it came out in the 90s. But anyway, yeah. I only brought that up just to let everybody know how suspect your taste is. <laughs> it's very suspect. It's true. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I did enjoy seeing that movie because it's got lots of crazy shit in it. Like you mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, you got to watch it for, <laughs> uh, for Gilbert Gottfried as Hitler is reason enough to see it. Yes. And then the whole Ben Stiller family, yeah. uh, Jerry, Anne, his sister Amy, they all uh, have cameos uh, mm -hmm. in the movie, which is, is very odd because they don't really do anything funny per se. They just no. all have weird makeup on and just act weird. Doesn't Ben Stiller show up as Genghis Khan at one point too? Yeah, he's sitting there in the restaurant with Cleopatra and uh, Hitler. Yes, uh, they're all at the same table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but Gilbert Gottfried is Hitler. He's a much more loquacious character. Ben Stiller is Genghis Khan. He just sort of sits there. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, not to get off topic here, but uh, John Marco, what do you? Um... 
What do you uh, think is a good movie in this category? I mean, I, I hope this fits. I, uh, I I saw this when I was quite young. I'm looking at it now, 14 or 15. Uh, Undercover Brother. Oh yeah, it was a comedy that I was just like right at the perfect age where it was just the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I, I loved it so much. I loved the soundtrack. And I thought for a second, like, oh, I guess I'm really into funk music. But it was <laughs> just the three songs that play in the movie. And that's about where it stopped. You know, now that I've got these two movies I'm envisioning, I would enjoy a movie called uh, Black, Belt, Black Belt Brother mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or Undercover Jones. Either one, you can switch <laughs> words oh, from either. They make, they make good titles. Um, Eddie Griffin was the uh, was the title character in that. Yeah, right? Ch- Chappelle's in it. Early, mm-hmm. early Chappelle, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. You got Chris Kattan. Chris <laughs> Kattan. Now you're just trying to appeal to any white people that might be. Uh, <laughs> we got Chris Kattan. It's got Whoa. white guys in it. Do not panic. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I guess one would say that it's sort of the hip uh, black version of um, of the uh, you know police squad movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like the same sort of tone, like like lots of lots of uh, wacky gags, kind of uh, strung together in kind of a, a detective story. Yeah, and I think it was just it was it was just like funny as a kid to like see just like the man as the bad guy and like see like jokes about white people that I don't think comedies, other comedies I'd seen up to that age had really like, you know, used just like, <laughs> yeah. like, like loving mayonnaise. And it was just like, it was like, yeah, fucking <laughs> white people do love mayonnaise. And it, it was so new <laughs> to me. That's one of the top, my top embarrassments of being white. So the, uh, everybody loves mayonnaise. <laughs> that was, that was one of his, uh, like, Spy gadgets was his watch because <laughs> I think he was pretty, he was like going undercover as white and he had like a watch that would put secret hot sauce on the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> undercover brother. All right, uh, Samantha, what do you got for us? I feel like all of our picks have to be taken with a grain of salt. <laughs> the no pun yeah, intended. Yeah, but cause, cause three... you know what? You know we're not putting season on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> the three white guests Juneteenth yeah. episode. I don't know about yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, it's a little. Uh, uh... The optics aren't great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take that out video. Yeah. You know, uh, it's better. It's better than ignoring that this this holiday, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I've been having a, a, I've ever since you guys started talking about Juneteenth decorations, I've been like, is this disrespectful? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it really depends on what the decorations be. are. Well, of course. You know, you got to get into the specifics. But uh, well, what I, do you think? Okay, so what is I really mean? like this movie, Dope. Um. It was it was like kind of low budget, but it came uh-huh. out in 2015, and it had like a bunch of really big names attached to it. Like I think it was mm-hmm. produced by like P Diddy uh, and Pharrell, but it's real fun, um, and it's basically just like a black coming of age story that has like some elements of like super bad in it. It's very much like party goes awry, chaos ensues. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, very fun. Yeah, the 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 uh, female lead is Zoe Kravitz, and yes. uh, she's the girl that this guy you know wants to be with, but he's uh, he's pretty nerdy, but uh, is he can really dance. He's got the moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like all obsessed with '90s hip hop. Yeah, uh, it's that's a really that's a super fun movie that I'm um, I'm generally genuinely aware of and uh, like very much. Uh, the for me, what sprung to mind is something that would be fun to watch uh, today. It's interesting. We all just picked movies that are pretty that are just basically fun. Nobody went the uh, serious. Uh, historical route because uh, my suggestion they just remade it and I don't know how I feel about that uh, the original house party oh yeah oh is uh, just a super fun uh, movie the late uh, uh, Robin Harris plays like the uh, the dad of the uh, the main character and uh, he's really funny in it and uh, it's good stuff all right. Um, great job, everybody. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> and uh, apologies, apologies if that's if it's uh, if we're all too white for this. And we're going to take a break <laughs> and we'll be we'll be white back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, we're back, and it's time to play a game that I call ABC These Nuts. It's a spelling game with a silly title. Um, since Douglas Movies is coming soon to uh, the Bottle Rocket Social Hall in Pittsburgh... Ooh. As part of the WDVE Comedy Festival on July 15th, this is the uh, first time I'm announcing this particular date on uh, the show. Um, tickets just went on sale for it, so you should be able to get in there if you uh, live in the Pittsburgh area. But uh, I decided to use the word Pittsburgh in this game today. So here's how it works. We're going to start with Chad, then go to Jean-Marco, then to Samantha. And uh, Chad gets the first letter in the word Pittsburgh, uh, which would be the letter P. Uh, Chad just has to name any movie that begins with the letter P from the uh, history of cinema. And if he successfully does that, he stays in the game. So that's, that's not really the hard part for most players. The trickier part is that a theme will develop. So then after... Mm -hmm. Uh, Chad does the letter P, then we'll go to Jean Marco, who gets the letter I, and then uh, you know, we just go through and spell Pittsburgh. Uh, T would be the first letter when we get to Samantha. Um, but I wrote down a title 
with each letter that uh, all belongs to a specific theme. So if you figure out the theme, you might be better at matching the name that I wrote down. If you match the title I wrote down, that's how you win the game. But, you know, no pressure. First game to... <laughs> First game in this show doesn't mean much. You know, that's the second game that uh, determines the winner. Are you ready, Chad? Yes. So just any um, any movie with starts with P. Yeah. You haven't played okay. this one before? I think once. Um, I'm going to go with Pay It Forward. Now, see, of course, you have no idea what the theme is. So it would be an insane no. miracle if we happen to match on the very first title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't, but okay. um, I didn't forward. think we did. What pay it forward, always <laughs> worth bringing up, though. The uh, pay it forward because that movie, if you haven't seen it, it's bonkers, it's yes. really, it's really crazy, <laughs> it's insane, it's really like it's just like it, let's just happened. get a bunch of actors together and just try as hard as we can to get an Oscar, and that's that is not how it's done. <laughs> you know it's just so everybody's got this juicy problems and secrets and it's uh, the way the whole movie plays out like just the concept of paying it forward like one person gives another person their car and another person loans somebody a stick of gum like the levels of paying forward are so wildly different <laughs> you know what i mean that the concept just it just falls apart Anyway, sorry to uh, go off about paying it forward, but the movie that I picked begins with the letter P. You could have said two titles, actually. Mm. You could have, I would have accepted Piranha or, oh. or Piranha 3D. I see. Basically, okay. the, the, the remake of uh, the, the Piranha that was, uh, you know, from a long time ago. All right, so that's the first answer is Piranha. So we go... Over to Jean-Marco with the letter I. Independence Day. Great answer. Piranhas and uh, aliens. You know, maybe you're on to something. (laughs) (laughs) But I went with a motion picture called Into the Blue. Into the Blue with uh, Jessica Alba. And the late uh, guy from Fast and Furious movies, Paul Walker. T is your letter, your first time at bat. You get the T, Samantha. I think I know what the theme is, but I, I, now I can't think of any movies yeah. that start with a T. <laughs> Even though it's objectively the easiest letter. So many things start with the Oh yeah, I mean when you when the comes into play, it, yeah, it really does open open it up. I'm to on title. <laughs> I started on third base, and I don't think I can get home here. Uh, I'm hmm. gonna say Terrifier two. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, that's a T movie, so you got that part of it right. But I wrote down something uh, quite different. <laughs> I wrote. <laughs> I wonder what the percentage is of uh, movie titles <clears throat> that begin with the. I bet you it's as high as maybe thirty-five percent of all movie yeah. titles. I think you might be right. 
you know, it's way up there because it really does throw a, a, a wrench into this game because players are always like, well, what, is, what does the count for? And I just make it the begins with T. And the title that I wrote down is The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Mm. <laughs> Brought it back around to Pittsburgh again. Can't mention Pittsburgh enough. I've got a show coming up there. T is the next letter. There's two T's in Pittsburgh, Chad. Did you know that? Sure. I did know that. Yes. Okay. okay. Like and we're, we, so I we can it, do the? What? That's included? We can say the? You can, yes. All right. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm an idiot, so I'm going to do it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the deep. No, I'm sorry. I didn't write down the deep. I wrote down the Titanic. Oh, the Titanic. <laughs> no, just Titanic. Oh, ah, I should know. Damn, that was so easy. They didn't need the the on that one because, uh, you know, everybody, there's not an other Titanic. Like if you said mm-hmm. Titanic on Jeopardy, uh, Mayim wouldn't go <laughs> be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> James Titanic. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, where are we at? Uh, S is the next letter. Jean Marco. All right. Unlike unlike uh, uh, Samantha, I do not have any idea of the theme at all. Uh, showboat. Oh, <laughs> not bad. That is a, that would perfectly fit into the, the uh, theme. I think uh, the one I picked was Splash. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I had a feeling you wouldn't have chosen Showboat. That's more that's more me selection, uh, classic musical. Yeah, but I think it would fit. I do think it would fit in there. Uh, sure. B is the next letter to okay. uh, Samantha. I'm going Blue Crush. Ooh. Hang on a second. I gotta I gotta find something. Oh, here it is. <laughs> that yeah! is the yeah! Yeah, Blue Crush is the right answer. Yes, nice. amazing poll from Samantha Ruddy. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> it's such a bad movie, <laughs> but not like Piranha 3D. It does fit. <laughs> That's a spectacle. Theme. It fits <laughs> into the theme of movies with water or fish. Yes, which you know, wow. once you have a movie with water, fish are usually involved. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you nailed it. And that's the thing is I also uh, waffled on my choice there. For B, I almost went with Big Fish. Oh. I'm uh, so glad you didn't. But I did it. So <laughs> it, it could, I did it so it would pave the way to a win for you. Um, does anybody want to guess now that everybody knows the theme? Mm. What's uh, What do you think the letter U? What do you think the match would be there? Um, under the sea. That, that, that's what I thought. That's a song. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a good guess. Uh, I went with a uh, a battleship war movie kind of deal called oh. U five seven one. Okay. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that was gonna be my next guess. <laughs> yeah, this next one's really funny. The, the letter R. What do you think for the letter R, Samantha, since you're so good at this? <laughs> okay, I never said I was good at this. <laughs> I don't know. You can't put me on the spot like that. Rambo? There we go. Uh, Rambo, uh, 
I like the the uh, real Rambo big movie. fish. The Rambo movie <laughs> where he went on a cruise was one of my favorite ones. Ram- <laughs> Is Rambo, that like the <laughs> Rambo Six Cruise Control? Yes. That's like the what the Friday the Thirteenth where Jason goes to space, but for Rambo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's one thing that I think is that uh, Sylvester Stallone has really blown it with Rambo is that he just keeps putting Rambo in in war situations. You know, <laughs> who who doesn't who would love to see Rambo? Uh, you know, uh, doing something else. Rambo on the showboat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Rambo, Rambo. Yeah, I would. The totally show girls, but it's Rambo. Yeah, anything. Ram- Rambo could just do anything. Uh, it would be fun. He could, Rambo, <laughs> he could take over the uh, National Treasure series from Nick Cage. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, for R, this one's really silly because apparently there is a- an actual movie out there called Raiders of the Lost Shark. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Might be something you want to... Uh, Check out sometime, Chad. I definitely uh, need to see that. <laughs> For G, I went with a classic motion picture called Gone Fishing. Oh, yeah, the 1997 uh, classic. Yeah, with uh, Pesci, <laughs> Pesci and Glover, the, the, the team that I, I don't know why they didn't take off as, as a team. <laughs> I didn't know why we didn't get more Pesci and Glover movies. Um, and then uh, for H, I went with a film uh, more of a water movie than a fish movie, a <laughs> film called Hard Rain. Oh, Lord. Hard Rain with, uh, I think, Chrissy Sl- Christian Slater was in that one. I think. Oh, Chrissy Slater. Chrissy Slater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Chrissy Slater uh, is in a town where he's like, hey, everybody, it's going to, rain's going to come, it's going to be hard. And then no one believes him. And then, boy, does it, that rain does come hard. <laughs> I think that's what happens in it. I'm not absolutely sure. Samantha Ruddy. We can't say it enough. What a, a exquisite champion you are, and that you have won this game. And what you won will be disclosed as soon as we come back from these messages. We'll be right back. We're back. And Samantha gets to go first. That's what. Oh you my won. God! We're pulling down the win on that last game. Whew. You get to go first. Not always a uh, an advantage there, but uh, often there is. Um, we'll flip the order around for this next game. So it goes: Samantha, Jean Marco, then Chad. Everybody though will get an opportunity to play in a new game that I call. Collaboration celebration. Throughout the history of cinema, there have been many director-actor collabs that went so well that those combos, like I was suggesting with Pesci and Glover, those uh, combos work together on multiple occasions. So in this game, I will name a filmmaker and a thespian and then another pair, another filmmaker, and another thespian. And then you have to tell me which pair worked together the most. Pick one or the other. Or your third guess would be the same, that they tied the same number of projects 
for both pairs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you excited? <laughs> kind of. I'm just thinking about how Ty is a really statistically wild guess to make. You, <laughs> you know, who's going with Ty? Yeah, it is an interesting uh, option. But then, of course, uh, like a lot of the games that I play on this show, you can luck into a point because if Samantha misses it, then Gianmarco gets only two options to choose ah. from. And then if he misses mm. it, Chad would you know, end up getting the gimme point in this situation. Mm. And whenever somebody gets a point, then the person who was up next uh, goes first in the next round. Uh, Samantha, here we go. We got Samuel L. Jackson and Quentin Tarantino. Those two have worked together a time or two. Mm-hmm. And then another classic actor-director pairing, uh, two greats, Jack Lemon and Billy Wilder. Okay. So which pairs work together? It's the number of motion pictures. Which pair have worked together on the most motion pictures? Or um, is it a tie? Let's go with Lemon and Wilder. You like Lemon and Wilder? What do you think uh, ballpark? What do you, how many times do you think they work together? No clue. But I could only think of two for Tarantino and Jackson. You could only think of two out of the six times that they've worked together. Oh, oh yeah. God. But guess what? Doesn't Not a big matter. Tarantino head. Doesn't matter because Jack Lemmon and Billy Wilder worked together even more seven times. Yes. yes. Mantha, you're on the board. You lucked into that one. I love to fail up. I can't believe it's <laughs> six. I could only think of two as well. Well, you know, it gets tricky because in Kill Bill Volume 2, he's the piano player that gets uh, uh, wow. with everybody. Like that Wendy. was the one that we were stuck on? Like yeah. I didn't completely <laughs> forget about like three movies. And he's like a um, he's like a narrator in People Forget that his voice is used in Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And then the oh. other four, the other four are obvious: Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, uh, yeah. Hateful Eight, and uh, um, Django Unchained. Yeah, I completely forgot about Django. But don't try to get me to name all seven Jack Lemon, Billy Wilders, because I'm not <laughs> sure if I could do it. But uh, uh, they do have a total of seven, mm-hmm. so they won that round. And Samantha has a point. John Marco, are you ready? Yeah, you know, I think Samantha's underplaying her ability. She keeps saying, like, I don't know, but she wins, like, every time. I, I, I'm getting hustled here, but I'm ready. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's one of those sneaky champions that really uh, is very, uh, very humble, but uh, tough to beat. Here we go. Uh, Will Smith and director he's worked with uh, on more than one occasion named Barry Sonnenfeld or Bradley Coops, Mr. Bradley Cooper and Todd Phillips. Ooh. Oh boy. Pairing do you think yielded more motion pictures or is it the same? Is it a tie? 
Uh, uh, I feel just like Will Smith made a lot of movies at a certain point in his life. Still, kind of. So I'm going to go with Will Smith. And You're choosing Will Smith and Barry Sonnenfeld made more movies than Bradley Cooper and Todd Phillips. Yes. That is incorrect. Oh. oh. No. Oh, sorry. So sorry. Chad? Mm. Yes? Leaves you two options. You either have to say that there was more Bradley Cooper, Todd Phillips movies, or that they made the same amount uh, of films as Will Smith and Barry uh, Sonnenfeld. The only ones I can think of are both trilogies of Men in Black and The Hangover. So I'm going to say tie. Interesting. You're wrong and oh, you're no. right. Ah! Oh. You're wrong and right at the same time because they uh, both worked together more than three times. There's an additional movie. There was the Men in Black trilogy for Will and Barry plus Wild Wild West. Oh, damn. How did I forget that piece of shit? Right? <laughs> and then uh, with Bradley Cooper and Todd Phillips, they did the three hangovers together. And then Bradley Cooper plays like a bad guy villain character in uh, War Dogs with Miles Teller and Jonah Hill. I totally forgot that one, too. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. I counted on that, but you still managed to work it out in spite of not knowing exactly how many because you did pick tie. So congratulations. You're on the board. Hell yeah. We're back to Samantha with round three. Let's do it. The pairing of Denzel Washington and Tony Scott or Philip Seymour Hoffman and PTA, a.k.a. Paul Thomas Anderson. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with PTA. Your choice there is PTA. Mm-hmm. More films with C- Philip Seymour Hoffman than Denzel did with Tony Scott. Yes. Incorrect. Oh. oh. Finally. Finally, I I've, I've fallen. Yeah, it's finally happened. This is your chance, Sean Marco. This is my chance. The uh, you said the other option was Denzel. Denzel and Tony Scott. You know, Ridley's yeah. brother. And, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Um, I mean, Phil Schumacher and PTA made a lot of movies together. I've seen them all multiple times. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with a tie. Oh, okay. You think it's a tie that Denzel and Tony and Philip and Paul all got together the exact same amount of times? Uh huh. That is correct. Yes. Oh, oh, I'm so it. proud of myself. You made me sound like I was an idiot for thinking I felt so <laughs> stupid. The way that you said it, I was like, as if I like, like what a dumb thing to say. But I knew it. I knew that Phil Schumacher had been in so many movies. And I was like, that's a lot to beat. Yeah. So, yeah. Because um, except for uh, There Will Be Blood, you know, while 
Paul Thomas Anderson was making films and Philip Seymour Hoffman was alive, he was basically in every one of his movies. Uh, Hard Eight, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, and uh, The Master. Mm-hmm. Denzel and Tony, I don't know if I can pull this one off, but I'll try. Uh, Man on Fire, Deja Vu, Unstoppable, The Taking of Pelham, One, Two, Three, and oh, uh, 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 Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. So those are, uh, yeah, those both of those uh, relationships yielded some uh, amazing stuff. And uh, we have a three-way tie in this game right here. Holy Lord. Pretty exciting, Chad. You're up first. You get the first opportunity to put another point on the board. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The collab between Meg Ryan and Nora Ephron or the one between Tommy Hanks and Ooh. Stevie Spielberg? Oh, man. Which one oh. has yielded more <sighs> films or... Is it a tie? I'm going to go, man, because it seems like there would be a lot with Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, but I actually don't think there is that many. Maybe there, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go Tom Hanks and uh, Steven Spielberg. That's your final answer? Final answer. How many do you think they did together? At least four. And you think that's more than Meg and Nora did? Yes. That is correct. Oh, my God. You figured it out, you son of a gun. Um, Meg Ryan and Nora Ephron, uh, her as director and Meg Ryan as actor has only occurred twice. Oh, damn. Yeah. Rob Reiner directed her in uh, When Harry Met Sally, which is, you know, the third part of the, I guess, some consider it a, somewhat of a trilogy, even though the characters would have to be living in, you know, different universes. What were, um, the, what were the other movies? Um, for Tom Hanks? Well, the uh, you said that was part of a trilogy. Yeah. The, oh, oh, oh. Uh, you've got Mail and uh, when uh, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, okay, okay. You know, the three movies with uh, Meg Ryan and some guy um that mm-hmm. <laughs> <not> trilogy <laughs> tom hanks is the guy in a couple of them <laughs> yeah billy crystal slipped in there in the other one so oh, um but tom hanks and spielberg uh the five times i hope i can do this one uh saving private ryan catch me if you can the terminal um bridge of spies and the post so yeah that was that was a big margin there the, the the five to two I didn't know how well anybody would remember uh, uh, how lucrative either of those pairings were okay so uh Chad just picked up a point that means he's got two but it's still anybody's game Samantha are you ready I am ready if you get this one right you tie it up with Chad and force a tiebreaker if you miss it John Marco can tie it up with Chad and force a tiebreaker. If he misses it, Chad has ran away with this thing. We can't have that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Unacceptable. 
We just met. Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese or Hector Elizondo Whoa. and Gary Marshall. Oh. Okay. Uh, second one. Why do you say that? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like the first one's too obvious. It's like picking scissors when you do rock, paper, scissors. I just feel like <laughs> it's the second one. It's an interesting strategy that you have there. I'm going off uh, vibes. <laughs> it's, you know, no matter how you play it, the most important thing to do is to win. And that is the correct move. <laughs> the second one. Um, <laughs> De Niro and Scorsese, like, I thought this one might be trickier. I didn't think, I didn't know anyone would figure it out based on, uh, just based on vibes. But, um, <laughs> But uh, De Niro and Scorsese uh, have worked together 10 times as, as wow. actor and director. And um, Hector Elizondo, on the other hand, is in every Gary Marshall That's crazy. movie. Wow. Yeah. 18 movies. The 18 what? times Gary Marshall directed a wow. movie. He had a part for Hector Elizondo. Most famously, his parts are kind of small in some of the movies, but his, his juiciest role was uh, as the guy that runs the hotel in uh, Pretty Woman. Oh. Uh, that's, that's like the biggest role he played, but he had a role of some size in every Gary Marshall movie. and That, that includes some classics and some, uh, some uh, not-so-classic ones, but... Uh, I, I tell people, like, I've worked with a couple of directors where I was in their first movie, and I say to them, I want to be your Hector Elizondo. <laughs> <laughs> Just to guilt them into maybe giving me some dumb part in every movie they make. But so far that those people have gone on to not make another movie. <laughs> <laughs> They just go one and done on me. What are you going to do? All right. So Chad and Samantha have tied it up. Jean-Marco, please stick around for this exciting conclusion. Uh, we'll talk to you more in a second. Chad's up next. So, Chad, this is yours to win or lose. Okay. If you get this right, you win. If you miss it. <laughs> Samantha gets a shot. If she misses it, then John Marco's back in the game. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think you were kidding at all. I didn't either. <laughs> you know, it's fun to just at a whim just bring somebody back in, but uh, uh, I don't. Okay, think Marvel. <laughs> yeah, this should be the all multiverse, right. the multiverse episode, <laughs> where a different one where I won the challenges. <laughs> All right. Well, if everybody can agree, then because it seems like everybody thinks this should happen. Um, if Chad misses it and then Samantha misses it, then uh, Jean Marco officially wins the whole the whole show. The whole Holy game. Lord! Yeah, going to go. I, all I will. Ag I will oh, agree I, to that. I, I don't yeah, I will. like that. <laughs> I don't that. Samantha says no. <laughs> I mean, that would be crazy. That'd be such an exciting finish. Uh, but I don't think it's going to come down to that. Chad? Yes. 
the films, the pairings of actor Simon Pegg and director mm. Edgar Wright versus the films and pairing. I love both of these. The films and pairing of actor Gene Wilder and director Ooh. Mel Brooks. Oh, man. Um, I am going to go Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright. Has more. Has more than um, Gene Wilder and um, Mel Brooks. Can you name them? Um, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, World's End. Um, he's not in yeah. Baby Driver. He's not, not in Baby Driver. Pilgrim. Yeah. He's not in oh, Los wait a minute. Uh, can I change my answer? No. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I believe, uh, I believe, uh, that goes to Samantha. Brooks and Wilder. You're going Brooks and Wilder? Yep. Have collaborated as actor and director more times? Mm Mm-hmm. That is also incorrect. Oh, no! (laughs) The winner is Jen Marco. Jen Marco. Absolutely not. (laughs) That doesn't seem... It's so unfair that it worked out that way, but so funny that it did because... uh, I, I didn't think this was an easy one, but uh, uh, Gene Wilder is uh, the producer's Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles. So yeah. that's why it's, uh, Damn. It's, it's three each. But it's a little of a tricky one because, you know, they both have had collaborations, I think, is like where somebody's producer on something that the other one did, you know, that kind of stuff. But like, it's uh, just yeah. after, that's as actor star, as actor star, it's a, a three apiece. And, uh, you know, if 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 it'll make you feel better, Samantha, we could call, uh, we could call today a, uh, you know, a three champion day. Oh my God, have we ever done that before? I don't think so. Maybe. Wow. I'm sure there was some point where I made a game that was, you know, I I fucked up and there was no, you know, there ended up being, you know, uh, not a clear winner, but uh, in this case. Just, just the sheer amount of luck that Jean Marco just experienced uh, makes me feel like he's the winner today. Hey, me, boys, yeah. what do you think? This is a do very positive. Yeah, give it to a... John Marco. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a, a Juneteenth victory for three white people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, though, but Jean Marco is like seven to eleven percent Italian. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I learned that on the internet today. Wait, um, you, you said that? So it's it's not three white people? You're like, it's 2.9 <laughs> white people? <laughs> You're just so swarthy. Um, you got to do your... Uh, let's just say this. Uh, you know, it, 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 winning isn't everything, uh, especially on this show, because it just means you have to come back again. That's That's all you win. And of course, all three of you are welcome back uh, anytime you want to participate. So let's, as as the default winner today, uh, Jean Marco, what would you like to promote? 
Oh, just my just my podcast, The Downside, with Joe Marcus Cerezi. Yeah, everybody, check that out. Check out the uh, the socials; those things still uh, continue to exist. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. you don't have any clever handles on your socials; it's just your name. Just my name, at Joe Marcus Cerezi. I'm the the poor man's Matt Rife. Check me out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right thanks for being here today dude samantha ruddy our other Hello. winner today i'll just say that about each guest our other <laughs> winner uh samantha what would you like to plug uh just my uh instagram uh at samly matters uh which i'm sure is probably why you just asked if there was a fun pun in the name it's a pain <laughs> but it's too late to change it so it's at <laughs> Family Matters. I have a special coming out later this year. So uh, follow me on Instagram for updates. Thanks for having me, Doug. Right on. Thanks for being here. And uh, Chad Opitz, yeah. tell, tell us your uh, stuff. You got a show coming up soon. You told us about the other day. Yeah, I'm going to be featuring at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale. Uh, yeah. For Nick Guerra on the 29th through the 2nd of June into July. So those will be fun shows. I always like going there. Yeah, it's like right on the cusp of Cupertino. Mm-hmm. How'd you? Damn, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know my Bay Area stuff. Um, my plugs include Seattle on July 9th, Pittsburgh July 15th, San Diego July 19th, and LA July 23. Those are all Douglas Movies tapings uh, that you can attend. If you go to douglasmovies.com, you can get all the deets and links that you uh, you need to make it happen. Um, we got like a couple extra minutes here uh, at the end. And what I do is I end every episode with the uh, last line from a motion picture. And I often try to use a line uh, from a movie that, uh, you know, was mentioned or some somehow came up during the uh, episode. Um, but, but let me just ask you, just out of curiosity, do any of you have like a last line in a movie that is like your favorite or that you found to be the most memorable? Hmm. Mm, a line. I can think of like, I, I can see the visual. I'm trying to think of the line. The I only uh, heard, I mean, one that popped into my head was Clue when Michael McKean says, I'm gonna go home and have sex with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, you know, uh right up there with uh Dangerfield at the end of Caddyshack saying, everybody's gonna get laid. laid. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, is wait in uh in, in Requiem for a Dream, ass to ass is the final line, is it? <laughs> Is it? That would be incredible if so. Yeah. It's either the last line of that or uh, maybe Noah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam, do you have any? Uh, nah. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> it would have been funny for if some you reason. Just, if I just left can't... already. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about the end of Happy Gilmore where he's like with the crocodile waving into the sunset and Tuesday is gone by Leonard Skinner is playing, but there's, I can't think of a single word. Right. I don't know what they say at the end of Happy Gilmore. There must be some last line, maybe like, 
Maybe like the homeless guy says something stupid or something. Uh, I feel like <laughs> it might be about his grandma's house. I'm not sure. Yeah, who knows? Who knows how it ends? But that's the thing is so many movies have last lines that aren't inspiring at all. They just sort of like just the last thing uh, somebody said. You know, it can't be they can't be clever every time. Uh, so I have some really uh, bland ones and weird ones will come up uh, that I use at the end of the show. But thank you once again to all of my guests, Chad Opitz, Gianmarco Ceresi, and Samantha Ruddy. Hope to see all of you champions back here uh, sometime soon, either this style or in person. And uh, as always, this is Hollywood. Always time to dream, so keep on dreaming. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug